Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to Eagles Unfiltered. E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! This podcast is powered by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated. Third down and one. What did he do with Hurts, Ethan, first down and a touchdown. Here are your hosts, Ed Kraz and Connor Miles. Thank you once again for tuning in to another episode of Eagles Unfiltered, powered by the Bleed Podcast Network and sponsored by BetOnline.ag, the best sports betting website around. Remember, use promo code Believe B-L-E-A-V. They will match your initial deposit up to 50% on BetOnline.ag. Week one is here. The Lions just beat the Chiefs. If you use BetOnline and you use that promo code, you could have made some money. If not, make up for this weekend on Sunday. And again, we are sponsored by BetterHelp.com. Remember, the promo link is in our description, BetterHelp.com slash Eagles for 10% off your first month of therapy. We care about your mental health. You should, too. Use our promo link to get 10% off your first month therapy and take care of yourself. Co-host Connor Miles here with my co-host Ed Kras, as always. Ed, I just want to start the show off. I know we're going to talk about the Patriots. We're going to talk about this game coming up on Sunday, and that's what really should be the main focus. But I can't get over this, man. I'm listening to Jonathan Gannon this recent interview, sarcastically blaming himself for the Eagles Super Bowl loss. But what really stood out to me, I don't even care about that anymore. The game's over with. It's done with. He, he if he wants to talk about it that way, he can. He's not. He's no longer associated with the team. He can do as he pleases now. He's the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. I don't care anymore. They got Sean Desai. I'm ready to move on. Let's do it. I ate crow about Jonathan Gannon. You and I have defended him a ton of times on this show through the unwarranted criticisms he faced throughout his uh, last year with the Philadelphia Eagles, especially after that 70-sack season. But there was warrants for criticism, and and we were there to deliver them when needed. But I don't think I've... I, I was wrong about Jalen Rager. You know, I was wrong about Carson Wentz. I've been wrong about a couple things with this Philadelphia Eagles team, and, and we all have. You know, that's what happens in life. You're either right or you're wrong. There's no other way around it. But man... I don't think I've ever been more wrong about a person in my life. I mean, Jonathan Gannon sits back during these defensive coordinator press conferences, gives you guys about three words to your questions every single time. That's it. That's all we hear about Jonathan Gannon. Very, very not spoken much. Uh, we we really know him through the results on the field. We don't really know him as a person. Ever since he's got this Arizona Cardinals head coaching job, I think the true colors have started to come out, and we're starting to know him as a person. He's a snake. What a snake. <laughs> I mean, to go into this interview, I don't even care about the sarcastic comments about the Super Bowl. It's whatever, man. You know, you don't want to put it on yourself. That's fine. We will because it was a disaster on your part from play play calling perspective. Let's just be honest. But to sit there and say, oh, well, you know, when the Eagles turn it around, I'm a huge reason why. I told Nick to give up play calling to St. Sitchin in, in 2021 in October. I was the one who even came up with that idea in the first place. Like, What? What? Yeah. No successful coaches, Ed. I don't care where you go. This just this does not happen. Andy Reid, when he lost coaches to become head coaches when he was with the Eagles, they didn't go to their new teams and say, I told Andy to do this, and, and it worked. Look at me. Like Jonathan Gannon's only doing this because of all the negative criticism around his name since he took this Arizona Cardinals job. There's nothing there's no been po- there hasn't been any positives out there. 
that have been out there like, oh, the Cardinals got a great coach. He's done this in the league. He's done this. He's accomplished this. He's he's up and coming. There's not been none of that because everybody has the bitter taste of the Super Bowl in their mouth. And it's been nothing but negative. Like, why would the Cardinals hire John again? This reminds me of the, when the Lions hired Pat Patricia after the Super Bowl 52, uh, when he fell out completely to Nick Foles. Why would he get a head coaching job? It's the same thing all over again here. That's the only reason why you deflect and act this way. But I will say one thing. True colors are showing. And Jonathan Gannon's one interesting person that I'm I'm going to be honest with you. I was completely wrong about it. And I'm glad he's no longer with this organization anymore because loose li lips sink ships. I will tell you that right now. Let me repeat that. Loose lips sink ships. And he will fail in Arizona because he's acting this way. I will tell you that right now. That is not how a coach should act. And if it, if even if that did happen, let's just say he did offer up that criticism to Nick and he went with it and he decided to go that route. Those are, those are behind closed doors type of things, man. This whole thing that when he left for Arizona has been nothing but out there in the public. They did it the wrong way. The Cardinals got punished for it. He's he's talked about the Super Bowl now. He talked about Philly media. He said something erroneous about the, the Philadelphia fan base for, oh, they're destroying me when I have a 70-sack season or, or something of the sort when he was with Arizona too when he first started out. And now this ridiculous man absolutely ridiculous so I'm, I'm glad he's gone i was wrong yeah um you know listen i i didn't dive too deep into what he said i guess he when he talked about the play calling uh he i think he paraphrased nick saying well i think they'll think i'm a failure if i give up play calling i mean that you know i can't imagine nick is real happy with his former dc right now and you know he's gonna have his hands full in arizona just not because of you know, these things he's saying, it's just the, the roster is not very good. Monty Austin Ford has given away a lot of decent players. And, you know, it's a pretty stripped down roster. They're not going to have Kyler Murray to start the year. I'm not even sure Kyler Murray will be on this team, this Cardinals team next year. So if I'm Jonathan Gannon, I'm not even really entertaining anything about the past. I mean, it's just too easy to say, you know what? I'm here in Arizona. What's done is done. I'm looking forward. I'm living in the present and I'm looking at my team. I'm done talking about Philadelphia. I don't understand why he still has this, uh, I don't know, these feelings towards Philadelphia. I think maybe he misses Philadelphia um, and I couldn't blame him. I mean, he wasn't sure he was going to get a head coaching job. He even said he thought he was going to come back. So I I'm not sure that uh, he doesn't miss Philly, um, <laughs> you know, because it's very strange and he keeps talking about it. Uh you know, and I think he should move on. Really, I really do. And I'll say this about Gannon and, you know, maybe it's not, you know, him being a fraud or whatever. I mean, he was very good to talk with off of the podium when he only gave his, you know, his shorter answers. Um, you know, he would always talk to you on the sidelines at practice. Um, you know, he would talk to you. He would see in a locker room and talk to you a little bit, you know, in the locker room after a game. So, he, you know, he was pretty accessible, and um, I just don't understand why he keeps going back to Philadelphia. I mean, he's in Arizona now. Let's let's go, man. Let's let's start focusing on your team, which isn't going to be very good. Um, they open against the NFC East Commanders uh, on Sunday, and it's that's a long way to go for your season opener with a team that isn't expected to do a whole lot. So, you know, I expect the Commanders to be one and zero, and. You know, I, I would like to think that Gannon's done talking about Philadelphia and his time with the Eagles, but I'm not so sure. I mean, he's he's really got to start focusing on the task at hand and stop revisiting what has taken place at his previous coaching stop. I mean, to 
to really follow up on that, Nick Sirianni had a press conference this morning and he asked that question about Gann's comments and he just completely did declined to comment. So yeah. I think that tells you all you need to know how he feels about those comments being surfaced about him. But enough about Jonathan Gannon, enough about the past, focusing on the future. This Patriots game is going to be very interesting, Ed, and I, I'll tell you why. I, I'm i looking at the news that's coming out so far today on the internet, and Rahamnad Stevenson, a guy I was actually pretty worried about going up against because this Eagles rush defense is going to be tested to improve this year. They were 21st last year. They need to improve overall. They really want to get back to the Super Bowl. And Stevenson was going to be a really great matchup for them, but it looks like he's not practicing today, Ed. He's nowhere to be found in the practice. So they only have two running backs on the roster, Stevenson and Elliott. looks like the the Patriots are going to be using one of the Eagles' ex-foes a lot against them if Stevenson can't go being Ezekiel Elliott. And I, I mean, I know Elliott's had the Eagles' number in the past, but this is a whole new team, whole new offense that he's just getting acclimated with only for a couple of weeks now. Uh, this is a pretty good matchup for a bounce-back run defense to say, hey, you know, we're here, we're going to be better this year, let's show it. Uh, what a great matchup if Stevenson can't go. Yeah, I don't know what, what happened. I think he practiced, uh, you know, earlier in the week. I, I don't I don't know, maybe he just has some kind of illness. I know It's just today. Problem. It's just today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I expect that he'll play. I mean, you know, the Eagles have had a couple guys that have been ill this week, uh, Josh Job being one of them uh, just listed as an illness. Um, you know, I listen, it's a season opener. If you can, if you can go, you can go. And I, I think Ramondre Stevenson, unless there was some serious thing that happened in practice on Thursday. It's completely uh, undisclosed right now. That's what they're having listed as. Yeah. But I, listen, I, I'm not ready to write him out of the equation yet. Um, and even if you do, okay, they only have the two running backs, but one of them is Ezekiel Elliott, who, you can question how much he has left in the tank, but he has played very well against the Eagles throughout his career. And he's coming into a season where nobody wanted him. Uh, you know, he was a free agent forever after the Cowboys cut him and he didn't come into a camp until late. So he's going to come in with something to prove uh, that, you know, Hey, he's not done yet. And, you know, him and him alone is a concern and then if Stevenson does play, yeah, that's a concern too. But the thing with the, the Patriots is they don't their offensive line isn't the best. I mean, this is a an Eagles run defense that should be up to the task. You know, one of the concerns you have is they really haven't tackled much this first team defense. You know, tackling is always an issue early on because you don't do it in practice anymore. They don't play in preseason games anymore if you're the if you're the top players. So that could be an issue. It might take you know a little while to iron out the tackling. Hopefully they can iron it out within the game uh, and, and stop Zeke and Ramondre from doing any damage if Ramondre Stevenson plays. But, yeah, I, I expect that the Patriots are going to try to shorten the game and run the ball and maybe get some quick throws out to their tight ends. I don't – listen, this defense of the Eagles is a huge concern of mine, um, really big concern. We set off the air. I think the Eagles are going to really miss Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, especially after watching him play last night against the, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. He had five tackles, two pass breakups. He had six interceptions for the Eagles last year. Probably would have had more if he didn't miss five games with a lacerated kidney. Um, and then your linebackers. You know, I know N'Kobe Dean was good in college, um, but can he hold up in the pros? I mean, I, I don't know. I, you have a journeyman at the other linebacker spot in Zach Cunningham. Um, you don't know who your other safety is going to be as a starter. It's probably going to be Justin Evans. 
this defense to me is a huge, huge question mark coming into the season. And, you know, the Patriots could exploit it with their two tight ends, Hunter Henry, Mike Kosicki, who I liked a lot at Penn State, um, and, and the run game. I mean, are they going to be able to tackle these two big running backs that the Patriots are going to throw at them if Stevenson plays? If not, Zeke can present enough of a challenge on his own. So big test all the way around whether Stevenson plays or not for this defense, which I am really, really not sold on coming into the year. You have a new coordinator in Sean Desai, um, five new starters. Uh, I know they upgraded with Jalen Carter. I'm looking forward to seeing him, no question. Uh, you know, you have um, uh, Nolan Smith, who I think is going to have a role. I'm not sure how big of a role on defense. Certainly he'll play special teams. And that's another concern. Connor is special teams. Uh, you know, the, the Patriots have a pro bowler. Marcus Jones is a punt returner. Very good punt returner. Can the Eagles, you know, keep him contained? I mean, he returned, I think, one for a touchdown last year, not against the Eagles, of course, but he's very good. And the Eagles don't really have a very good special teams uh, operation. At least they didn't last year. They were bottom five, uh, top five offense, top five defense, but bottom five special teams. Who's going to cover? I mean, I think it's going to be Sidney Brown and Josh Job are going to be your gunners. Um, Nolan Smith's going to play on special teams, but I mean, it's a whole new outfit out there for the special teams. Maybe that'll prove to be a good thing. Maybe they'll be better. But again, Marcus Jones is going to really test them if they punt the ball to him. That's so, a, Sirianni. a lot of Sirianni. concerns coming into this. That's true. And Sirianni did mention Sidney Brown and Josh show special teams guys that, that you're speaking of Christian Ellis too, as well. Um, and again, they're going to have to, those guys have to step up because Sean Bradley and Zach McPherson aren't going to be able to help you out this year in that department as well. And th that's a really good point because special teams does dictate games and Sirianni alluded that in his press conference as well, too. So uh, it's going to be a very interesting transition there as well. I don't think there will be a good special teams unit again this year either. Just from the outlook of it, it doesn't look too too good because there's really no new guys that excite you there. Uh, it's, it's the same old punter. It's going to be the same old punter, same old returner, and just guys that are unproven on special teams trying to figure it out. So it's going to be an interesting transition. But I'm... I agree with you on the defensive side. Like you, you know, I said last week, it's going to take the defense a couple of weeks to catch up to the speed of the offense, at least, or get close. This offense is going to have to carry this team for a, a good minute. But the lucky thing for the, the the Eagles is the Patriots aren't the same defense anymore. I mean, they're 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 a good run defense. They were ninth in the league. They're second in the pass last year, so they are great against the pass. But I think this run team. I mean, excuse me, this rushing attack that the Eagles possess give the Patriots a ton of problems because uh, you don't really know how you're going to deploy these guys. And again, I'm telling you, the the unknown always keeps defensive coordinators up at night or the defensive play caller up at night. So uh, ninth in the league last year, very good, top 10. But I still think they can go up against them pretty well, with the, especially this new uh, running back corps that the Eagles have that they listed them all as 1A, 1B, 1C, 1D. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's funny that you mentioned the safety position and linebacker position because I think you're right on there. I think the Patriots game plan in this game with Devontae Parker being banged up, probably not going to play, it looks like. I don't know if he is. If he is, he's not going to be 100%. Uh, and then Juju, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, we all know him from the Super Bowl and James Bradbury's hold on him, but I don't know if the Eagles are going to get revenge on him or not after what Albert Breer was saying earlier this week, that Juju's knee is close to exploding hmm. in terms of what he used. So I think... As long as you get after Mac Jones and pressure him, these linebackers and safeties are going to be at the ones that have to step up this this week. Because, again, the Patriots' main game plan is throwing to their tight ends, Hunter Henry and Mike Isecki, as you said, the new addition that they got from the Dolphins last year, who I think they're going to find a role for him and utilize him very well. Uh, but these linebackers and safeties are going to be tested, and that's 
who the offense, Bill Bryan and Mac Jones are going to want to go after is these unknown guys that they have at linebacker and safety and who to do better with with your game plan than these tight ends. So I, I think you're right. I don't think this game's going to be a walk in the park in any means. Again, they're retiring Tom Brady. This is going to be a Tom Brady ceremony in New England, too. The energy is going to be very high in Gillette to win for Brady. Uh, but the, the bitter taste that the Eagles have in their mouth, that fire in their belly from losing that Super Bowl, I know it's there. I know Jalen Hurts will not rest until he holds that Lombardi trophy. I know Nick Sirianni has that urge to get back there and will coach his team to get back there. Uh, but again, this is going to be a big transition game for the Eagles. New defensive coordinator, new offensive coordinator, both new play callers for this team. Five new starters on defense is nothing to just glance over where roll your eyes at. That's a huge, that's almost 50% of your defense right there of new starters. So it's going to be a transition period for sure, but I don't think the Patriots are going to be able to keep up with the Eagles, though. I really don't think they have the firepower of the roster overall to keep up with the Eagles roster. I think that's what's going to matter in the end, but I think it's going to be a closer game than most expect. I actually think the Eagles only win 21 to 14, to be honest with you. Yeah, look, nobody expected the Lions to beat the Chiefs in the season opener, right? I mean, mm, so I had the Lions, but again, good, I'm gonna, the reason yeah. why I had the Lions, though, is because Travis Kelsey was out. Chris Jones wasn't playing either. That helped me a right. lot. Yeah, definitely. Um, but listen, a lot. if you go around the country, I don't think the Lions were a lot of people's picks. Um, and it just proves that, listen, an, an inferior roster, and I'm not saying the Lions have an inferior roster to the Patriots, but you, you can be favored in a game like like the Chiefs were and not win. And the Eagles are, I think, a four-point favorite in this game. And, you know, like you said, Tom Brady day. And, you know, the Eagles already spoiled one of Tom Brady's days. That was back in the Super Bowl in 2018 when especially Brandon Graham ruined his day when he sacked him and stripped the ball out and the Eagles recovered and went on to win their first title. So they're going to try to do it again, ruin another day for him, uh, you know, in Foxborough on Sunday. But, uh, yeah, I just – you know, you, you hope the Eagles offense can can come out clicking. I know they have in the last two openers with Hertz as the starting quarterback. You know, they put up 32 in Atlanta two years ago, 38 in Detroit last year. Um, they have the ability, obviously, Connor, you know that. And everybody knows they can strike quick. You know, they have a big play offense. You know, you can hit a deep play and uh, score from anywhere on the field, really, with Brown and Smith and when you get in close, then you maybe pull out Goddard or DeAndre Swift on a real wheel route. I mean, they've got a lot of ways to score, and they can score fast. And I think they're going to have to have a few of those big hit plays uh, to kind of get the lead and make the Patriots maybe not run the ball as much. But Mac Jones is very good at getting the ball out quick, and I expect he'll do that with some quick passes to maybe Kendrick Bourne, uh, the, obviously the tight ends. He's got you know maybe Ramondre Stevenson. Ezekiel Elliott can catch the ball. So he's going to get the ball out fast. I mean, the Eagles had 70 sacks last year. You know, the, the Patriots know that they got to protect Jones. And if they can't do it with their own line, they're going to try to get the ball out quick. So I expect that's what they're going to try to do. And the Eagles have to find a way to counterattack that. Matt Jones is very turnover prone, though. If you get if you get pressure on him, he'll, he'll turn the ball over easily. So I, I that's why I think that's going to be the Eagles' advantage. They'll get some turnovers on Matt Jones, I think, at least if not two, at least one. Uh, but I, I, I'm not going to lie. Regardless of what you think about this Patriots team, it's still Bill Belichick. And regardless of what you think about him post Brady, it's still Bill Belichick. That's still there's still a fear in your mind, or like there's still kind of like an this is going to be a tough matchup kind of feeling inside of you when you look at this matchup, just because of that that feeling of the Bill Belichick being on that sideline, regardless of what the Eagles' history is with him, regardless of what his history is without Brady. 
it still gives you that little fear, like, uh, you know, this game can go either way just because of how talented they are. And you can't sleep on the Pages' pass defense. They were second in the league last year, and all they did was just add Christian Gonzalez, the best corner in the draft, in my yeah. opinion. So it's not – sorry. It's not going to be the easiest task for them to just throw the ball at will like the Eagles are used to. They're going to have to find other ways to win. And again, like I said, the run defense was ninth last year in the league. It's not a bad run defense at all. But with Swift, seeing Swift take these receiver reps, Ed, in practice just makes my day. Like it just shows you how they're going to have a new inkling in this offense that nobody has seen yet that they that we even know of. Because again, Miles Sanders wasn't the best at catching the ball and they didn't really give the Kenny Gamewell much opportunity to do so last year either. So this whole new wrinkle to the offense of where we're going to use our running backs as receivers, uh, it's I can't wait to see how dynamic that does and what what it does to open up other things like maybe Goddard in the middle or fights for anything, anything that you can do to get that linebacker safety's attention on that running back to actually consider him a threat as a receiver. He's going to open up something for the Eagles, and I, I can't wait to see it. It's going to be just a whole new staple of this offense that you have to find another way to stop where there was too many things you got to stop on this Eagles offense as is. So I still believe this Eagles offense is going to be top five this year, for sure, no doubt in my mind. Yeah. Uh but again, like we said, we said it last week and we're saying it again this week, they're going to have to carry this defense for this first couple of weeks because I don't think people understand how much chemistry matters on defense. If to have a successful defense, you have to be in cohesion. And these guys are not going to be in cohesion for the least first five weeks of the season, at least bare minimum, with these new starters and this new play caller in Sean Desai. It's, it's going to take time. And it's going to take time for Jacoby Dean to get up to speed. It's going to take time for Zach Cunningham to really pick up this system and perform well in it, at least to Kaiser White's level of play, at least bare minimum. It's going to take a while for even Justin Evans is picking up a whole new team, even if he starts. It's the same situation as Sidney Brown to me. You just get a guy with more experience. That's it. Because he's, again, coming into a new defense. He's not really experienced much as a starter. He's had opportunities here and there, but it's not much of a consistency uh, factor. So I, you're still going to see a lot of City Brown, but I, I do. I'm starting to lean towards you, Ed. And again, Zach Berman said it himself too. He believes on his show that Justin Evans is going to be the starter alongside Reed Blankenship this week, and that's what it looks like it's uh, becoming is a Justin Evans Reed Blankenship duo to at least start. But you're still going to see City Brown on the field. And it's funny we're talking about special teams. I almost forgot one guy that, that Nick Sirianni specifically mentioned, Terrell Evans. Yeah, I mean, he's going to have to make an impact on special teams too. So uh, a lot of unknowns, but a lot of you know, they have the Eagles have answers for these positions, at least. So it's good to see. Oh, I, I'm excited to see how these guys answered the call. Uh, not everybody's going to, but this is what the Eagles are going to go with, with their plans to replace certain guys. And we'll see how it goes. But I'm excited. I I don't think Nolan Smith's going to make much of an impact. I know you brought that up earlier. I, You know, he's coming back from the injury. I think special teams are really going to really, really, really see him the most. Uh, Derek Barnett's going to be coming back off the injury. The Eagles are going to give him opportunities where fans are going to want to see Nolan Smith in. It's just That's how it's going to go. Um but I think they can pressure Mac Jones enough with his offensive line to be as it is for the Patriots to get at least a couple of turnovers. I think that's okay. going to determine the game. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I said 21-14, to 14, but I think the turnovers will battle. If the, as long as the Eagles win that, they win this game. Yeah, right, and they did a good job at that last year. I mean, you know, all the gloom and doom we have here for this defense and talk about, you know, its evolution and growth that's going to take place. I mean, you know, you still have Slay and Bradbury, two of the top corners in the league. You know, they're still manning the cornerback spot this year, and you hope that they can, you know, kind of keep this defense steady and you get pressure. That's what up. matters the most. Uh, I hate to interrupt, but that's what matters the most in the secondary. We keep talking about Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, but the best thing is the – 
a better cornerback duo makes safeties better. Great safeties don't make corners better. That's just the facts. These yeah. guys can make Reed Blankenship, Justin Evans, Sidney Brown. They can make them a lot better by the way that they play. And that's the reason why as soon as Chauncey Gardner didn't like what the Eagles were offering him, the Eagles pivoted and went back to James Bradbury because they know that to look when Chauncey Gardner went down, the Eagles were just fine at safety with Marcus Epson, Reed Blankenship. And there's a reason because of that. James Bradbury and Barry Slayer playing the way they were. So it, very, very, very key to bring back James Bradbury more so than it was Chauncey Gardner Johnson, just to be truthful. With, I, I love to have both. I'm going to miss Chauncey Gardner Johnson, just as like Ed said, he's a great playmaker. He's going to be a playmaker for Detroit. You, you you hate him when he's not on your team. You love him when he is. That's the type of player he is. Uh, it's And, you know, the way that he left Philadelphia wasn't the best. It left a sour taste in most fans' mouth towards him. But the Eagles are going to miss him. But they would have missed James Bradbury more, in my opinion, if he would have walked. Yeah, and what makes a good secondary better is uh, the defense defensive line and pressure on the quarterback. And, you know, Hassan Reddick, he's going to play with a cast on his uh, – over the thumb that he uh, had operated on in August – um, hopefully he can be effective playing with, you know, that kind of a limitation. Um, you know, he, he likes to use his hands. All pass rushers do. They like to get hands on the, on their blockers and try to uh, create from there in the pass rush. And hopefully he'll be okay with that. He didn't get many reps during the summer because of the thumb. Um, but I love Josh sweat on the other side. I think he's going to have a career year. Now it's interesting. I saw, you know, the Vegas releases its lines and they send me all this information on betting and stuff and they only have him. You could take the over under on Josh sweat sacks and it's set at seven and a half. And I'm thinking, boy, I'd, I'd pound that for the over. I mean, he had 11 last year, ever since he's been in the league, his sack totals have increased. So I think he's going to get at least 11. I, you know, I, I'm, yeah, I'm thinking, That's yeah, free money. It, it is. I mean, and if you can find that anywhere, you know, do with it what you will, <laughs> but I think he's going to have 15 sacks. I really do. He's had a great summer. Um, you know, he's more comfortable. Uh, he's more outspoken. He's more outgoing. You know, his first couple of years here, he barely talked, you know, it was hard to talk to him. He just didn't, uh, he wasn't a real good, you know, at, at interviews. And now he's coming off the field. He's high, you know, he's giving you the fist bumps, you know, as you're waiting there and, you know, he said, Hey, what's up? You know, he starts talking to you. So, I mean, he's, he's really become more comfortable uh, with who he is as a person. Uh, and I'm really looking forward as much as I'm looking forward to Jalen Carter and his development. I'm looking forward to seeing what Josh Sweat has in store this season. So, you know, there are good parts on this defense. There's no doubt. I mean, I know it's a lot to replace and we're, we're a little concerned about it, a lot concerned about it if you're me, but I, I think there's enough parts here and Brandon Graham and a, 20 to 25 snap roll and Fletcher Cox, I think can still play this game at a high level. I'm hoping Jordan Davis can make that big year one to year two leap and put some pressure up the middle, make a quarterback uncomfortable when it, the pressure's in his face. Um, and Milton Williams, I mean, I'm, we'll see what he can do. There's a lot of talk about him, you know, taking that next step as well. Uh, so they've got some horses, especially up front, that can win you some games and can take over some games and force some turnovers from you, get some sacks and some big spots. And, um, you know, starts on Sunday. And I, I just think that, listen, if they lose, if the Eagles were to lose, I don't think they will. I, I think the Eagles are going to be able to score some points quickly. I have them scoring more like 30 points. I have it like 32 to 24 Eagles. Um, but I, I think that, you know, if they were to lose, listen, it's one game in the journey, 
you learn from it and you move on and you got to play right away against the Minnesota Vikings who aren't going to be an easy game either, but we'll get there next week. They play Thursday. So you have a four day turnaround and then you're off for 10 days before you get down to Tampa to play the bucks. Um, but you know, it's a big game. They're all big games. You only get 17 of these and it would be good. You know, it would be helpful to the fan base if they can get off to the kind of start everybody wants them to and go one and oh with a win over the Patriots. I actually picked Milton Williams uh, during the stream to be my breakout player of the year for the Eagles because uh, we, we always got to pick that one breakout player for the year for the Eagles. And I picked Milton Williams because Hargrave stacks, I mean, excuse me, Hargrave snaps need to be divvied up. Uh, and they're not, Jalen Carter's not going to get all of them. They're going to be divvied up, uh, distributed well. And not just him. We're talking about Ntomic and Sue snaps. We're talking about Linval Joseph snaps. So all those snaps are going to have to be divvied up well between Jordan Davis, Milton Williams, and Jalen Carter. So the oper- I mean, again, Milton Williams had four sacks last year, Ed, on 233 pass rushing snaps. Mm-hmm. If he doubles his pass rushing snaps, he's projected to have eight sacks. If the Eagles can get eight sacks out of Milton Williams this year, mm-hmm. they would love that. They would absolutely love that. That's huge sure. for his development, especially since he's not really labeled as a starter. So I, yeah. there is something to Milton Williams for sure, and there's a reason why Howie was fist bumping when they drafted him in the third round that year. So I, I do think Milton Williams is going to have a play this year. But it's kind of funny you, you mentioned that Josh Sweat um, factor right there because I think you're on to something here. I'm going to have to remember this for our end of the year show to see if you were end up being correct because most edge rushers really hit the scene their third year as a starter in the NFL. That's when you really see the edge rushers really fully blossom into being who they are. Um, and technically this year is Josh Watt's third year as a full-time starter. So you might be on to something there. About him just uh, getting the 15 sacks and becoming like a household name this year. Because if Vegas odds are only 7.5 sacks for him, they clearly he's not a household name that he should be because this guy is a, is a disruptor. As much as you want to give Hassan Reddick credit for his 16 sacks, if it wasn't for Josh Sweat on the other side playing the way that he was, I don't think Reddick has those 16 sacks. So you're right in the fact that the Eagles have, in my opinion, it's, it's very hard, very hard in this league to find a better pass rusher deal than those two right now. With sweat and Reddick. I know there's there's some out there, but it's very, very difficult to find a better two than that. And if Josh Sweat could take that turn this year that you're alluding to that you just said with the 15 sacks, the Eagles have legit the best pass rushing duo in football that you cannot stop. I mean, Josh Sweat had a pick six last year. He had that Trent Cole pick six off of Dak Prescott yeah, that Trent Cole right. had against Eli Manning. That it, it was beautiful. Um, Josh Sweat's just another Trent Cole for the Eagles, a developmental day three pick that ended up blossoming into a complete edge rusher and that's yeah. what josh white is so they usually do take the huge leaps in their third years of starters and which is technically this year for josh white so ed might be onto something with those 15 sacks i'm with him there i think josh what's going to be huge hassle they've been a fan of him for a while now yeah. i love him he's a great player I, yeah i just like a lot of the things i've seen this summer from him um most of all being just being more comfortable you know being around uh on and off the field. I mean, he's well, he knows he's a cornerstone player now. He is. He's a cornerstone yeah, player for this team. Right. And I think he's embracing that. And um, you know, I I just like what I've seen from the guy. He is kind of a freak athlete out there. He had a really good summer and he can make all these projections, but I really do think he is poised for another big season. And uh, you know, I'm excited to see what he can do. He could he could be this defense's MVP this year. Um, mm. if, if everything breaks the way uh, you know, you hope it does. Well, I mean, Ed, this isn't come out of nowhere. Josh White was always this talented at Florida State, too. It was the knee injuries. Nobody thought he could 
outlast his knee injuries and look what happened. He did. Yeah. The Eagles took Kudu- it slow with him. You know, the rookie year, they, they just brought him along. Right. Slowly. No, I think Kudos to the Eagles like training six, staff. Seven games. Yeah. That training staff gets a lot of heat all the time from the Eagles fan base, but kudos to that staff for treating him correctly, rehabbing him correctly, and getting him to the point where he is now. Because he was always a first round talent. It was the injuries that were always that scared everybody away from him. And rightfully so. They were very scary injuries. And nobody thought he would last this long into the NFL or even have an NFL career from those knee injuries. So kudos to the Eagles and how they brought him along. Kudos to the training staff that gets a lot of heat a lot because they did their job with Josh Sweat, that's for sure. But Ed, what is your you said 32 to 24 is your prediction? Yeah, I, I think so. I you know, listen, I'm just the Eagles put up points in their first two openers. I think they can do it again. This is probably a better defense than the Lions or the Falcons presented the last two years, but I still think that this is Jalen Hurts' third year opening the season as a starter. I think he's he's even shown some growth, uh, you know, with the command of the offense during camp. So I, I'm excited to see them uh, come out and put points on the board again. I think they can do it. And I think they can, you know, put at least four touchdowns on the board against the, the Patriots and, you know, get this started off this season, started off the right way. All right. You guys heard it here first. Ed's calling for an offensive explosion in new England. I'm excited for it. I hope he's right. I got 21 to 14 because I think Bill Belichick is just, he's going to give the Eagles some adversity to deal with right off the bat. And they're going to, it's going to be tough. Cause again, a lot of new starters, a lot of cohesion. These guys didn't, a lot of the starters for the offense didn't get preseason reps either. So, it's going to be I, – I think the slow start's going to happen, but do not panic. Do not go to Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it now, and start freaking out. Oh, are we sure about these play callers now? There, You guys are new. We're starting off slow. First game of the season, like Ed said, very long season. Even if they drop this game, I'm perfectly fine with the Eagles. I'm confident in whether they're going to be the number one seed in the NFC again this year, if not number one seed, at least in the top five. Uh, they're still going to be a deep playoff team this year no matter what. I – I fully believe it. They're just too talented not to go deep into the postseason again to make another run. But don't panic about this game. It's only week one. Keep your pants on. I agree. I I, do, I just think it's going to be 21-14, though. I think there's going to be some adversity the Eagles are going to overcome. And if they do pull out this win after that adversity that I'm speaking of, it's just going to give you more confidence going forward that these are the right guys in place. Let's keep rocking. Let's keep rolling. This team can win a Super Bowl with these guys. So that's what's going to do it for us, this guy's. Thank you guys for tuning in again. We will be back next week with another episode. Um, actually, we're gonna do a little. We're gonna find a way to do it a little bit earlier next week since the Eagles play on Thursday. Uh, so we'll discuss what we saw about this game, and then we'll touch on the game against the Vikings, and that will do it. And again, remember BetterHelp.com/Eagles for ten percent off your first month of therapy. Take care of your mental health; it's very important. That will do it for us, Ed and Connor. Thank you guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.